Argentina, Belize, Brazil, Chile, Colombia. These are the Hispanic and Latinx countries represented at Elon University, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, Panama, Spain, Peru, Venezuela. And this is a special edition of ENN Radio. September 15th marked the beginning of Hispanic Heritage Month. The celebration runs until October 15th. This week, Elon News Network released a special Hispanic Heritage Month section of The Pendulum. I just really wanted to make sure that the Hispanic Heritage Month edition of the paper was something that we're truly doing annually. And so this was the second time we've done this. Um, And it was really important for me to kind of take a a position of leadership in it um, so that I could kind of oversee what stories we were talking about so I could translate it all into Spanish. That's Maria Ramirez, a reporter who led the creation of the Hispanic Heritage Month edition of The Pendulum. I identify as Hispanic. I'm from Venezuela and my family's Colombian. Um, And so it's a community that I've spent a lot of time um, with at Elon. One is more of a regional term and the other one is more of a language. Latinx is, pertains to anybody from Latin America. So it's more of a regional concept, whereas Hispanic is a language one. So the kind of easiest way of putting it is someone from Brazil is Latinx. They are not Hispanic, however, because they don't speak Spanish. They speak Portuguese in Brazil. Um, and then someone from Spain is Hispanic because they speak Spanish, but they're not Latinx because Spain is in Europe and not Latin America. Events dedicated to Hispanic Heritage Month are in full swing. But what does Hispanic and Latinx representation look like at Elon? Maria Ramirez explains. I started off by looking at the numbers because that's kind of the most obvious way of looking at a lack of representation. And so um, when compared to peer institutions as well as the national numbers, um, Elon falls very far behind in terms of Hispanic slash Latinx representation. Um, and so that really is kind of a struggle for students that identify in that because they're going to walk into their classrooms and they won't see anyone that looks like them, or they're going to walk into spaces and they won't see themselves represented in those spaces. Um, And so that's kind of one part of it. And then um, kind of continuing with the numbers, faculty numbers are also very low. So there's only nine Hispanic identifying faculty members at Elon. And so, again, that's really difficult for students who want to see themselves in their faculty members, want to feel comfortable with them, want to kind of see that they can relate to them. And and when there's only nine, that's really difficult. We'll come back to faculty numbers. There really isn't a whole lot of representation in the curriculum or in spaces on campus for Hispanic slash Latinx identifying students and faculty members. So a lot of the texts that are read aren't written by Latinx Hispanic authors. A lot of the history that's learned isn't really seen from the perspective of Latinx Hispanic individuals. So whether that's uh, people who have who identifies Latinx and Hispanic who have contributed to history or actually looking at the history and the cultures of other countries. Um, and then, yeah, so basically it's it goes a lot beyond just the numbers and the physical representation, but also into kind of um, the maybe more underlying things that tend to be looked over, which is the curriculum, the spaces on campus, um, and stuff like that. Did you speak to any students or faculty that feel that way? Yeah, so I interviewed two students for my story, um, Lucia Safi, who is an international student from El Salvador, and then um, Jalis Pedraza, who is a Mexican-American student. Um, And both of them talked about 
this lack of representation. So Lucia was talking about when she first came to Elon for her first two years, she was the only Salvadorian student, international Salvadorian student at Elon, which is pretty crazy. Um, and, and she talked about it being very lonely um, and, and having a fear of not being understood when she came to Elon. And she later found kind of a community with other Hispanic international students that became her best friends and that really truly understood her as well. But she did, she does talk about feeling this kind of sense of discomfort. As an international student here, it's very unwelcoming sometimes. And then Jalis, on the other hand, um, she's Mexican-American, but she also feels it. Um, she is one of a small amount of SGA representatives that identify as Hispanic. And she, she went into SGA because of this lack of representation, because she said that she didn't see herself in that room and, and she didn't see her issues or the community's issues really being talked about or represented in, in that organization. LHU or, you know, being a student coordinator at El Centro, these are like organizations that I, I see people that look like me. And then when it comes to organizations like SGA, there is not a lot of people that look like me. And therefore, I feel like our issues do not get represented. At the end of the day is the organization that represents all students on campus. So that's kind of where um, she has taken um, her own work. So this uh, lack of representation doesn't just extend to international students, but it also extends to um, students that identify as, I don't know how to phrase it. Identify as Latinx and Hispanic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. The Latinx and Hispanic community at Elon um, has become very tight-knit over the past few years, whether that is individuals who are international or individuals who are um from the U.S. originally, or domestic, if you want to call them that. And um, we're all very different. We all have very different struggles. We all have different experiences and backgrounds. Um, and so that's kind of why it's difficult to kind of group us all together into one. Um, but at the end of the day, we are grouped together um, as far as statistics and, and all of that is concerned. And so, yeah, the, the lack of representation is seen in both international and domestic Latinx Hispanic students. And so that's why I think we kind of come together as a group because we have to, because if we don't, then we're even smaller numbers if we're kind of separated. So we're stronger together. According to the university Factbook, there are only nine faculty members that identify as Hispanic or Latinx. Kira O'Connor talked to one of those professors. I talked to Dr. Juan Ugalde and he is from Chile and he told me that he was actually in Chile up until he arrived on campus and he is really excited to help students understand his passion for Latin American culture and hopefully help cultivate their own. It was really nice to sit down and talk to him about one aspect of his, his identity, you know, his Hispanic Latinx identity, but also other aspects of his identity, you know, as a cinema lover, as a nature lover, as a person who just started a new job. So it was really nice to have both sides and just get to see someone's whole identity. And so you said it's his first year here at Elon. Um, how does he feel about the Hispanic and Latinx representation on campus? So he said that obviously since it's his first year, he's not really entirely sure what was happening before he got here. But he said that at Elon as well as anywhere else, he hopes that Hispanic and Latinx communities can become a part of other communities. You know, make sure that you are obviously addressing and, you know, making sure that people feel 
like their Hispanic Latinx identity is celebrated, um, like with Hispanic Heritage Month or, you know, with the different university resources like El Centro, but also making sure that you can bridge the gap and you can have communities connect and be in that togetherness. One Phoenix runs with pride. Grace Morris has the story. Passion. So I like being at the track. And drive. Since then, I like never stopped. Are two things that sophomore track and field athlete Gabriela Varisco de Oliveira brought with her from home. I like everything about it. I really like racing. But home isn't as close for her as it is for some students because her home is in Brazil. When she made the decision to leave her family and run on Elon's track team, she wasn't sure if she'd made the right choice. This was really hard. I'm really close to them. Like I talk to them like every day. Uh, so that was like hard. But once I came in, like the first month, I was like, yeah, like that was definitely the right thing. Farisco de Oliveira runs the 800 meters for Elon's track and field team, and his training runs around 30 miles every week. I like I if I don't run like for one two days, I miss it. Like it makes me feel good. According to Elon's 2019 registrar's report, there are only three students at Elon from Brazil. And for Forisco de Oliveira, it was the language barrier that she struggled with the most. Thing is like speaking English with Brazilians that speak Portuguese, and another thing is speaking English with Americans that everyone speaks English as the first language. But at the end of the day, it's her teammates that make it all worth it. Our team is like really good about like not just being teammates, but being friends, you know? So like we don't, we are not like friends just because of track. We are friends like besides that. Grace Morris, ENN Radio. This week, Vice President of Student Life John Dooley in an email confirmed that one undergraduate student has a case of the mumps. 814 students and 52 faculty members were alerted that they had been in direct contact with that student. And Dooley says that one undergraduate student and one graduate faculty member have symptoms that match the mumps. Today, former ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley is giving the fall convocation speech. And tomorrow, the Phoenix face-off against JMU at Rhodes Stadium. Subscribe to Eden Radio on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And when we're not on the air, visit our website, elonnewsnetwork.com. And follow us on social media at Elon News Network. Talk to you next week.